All right. So, welcome to Charles's weekly party. And I came up with the name for it by my involvement in architecture. So, in architecture, we have this thing called a party. If you type it into Microsoft Word or some other word processing program, you'll find out pretty quickly that it doesn't really show as a dictionary word, which is kind of interesting because um, really it isn't in most people's uh, dictionaries. It's in an architect's dictionary. So you're not. it's not a word that most people are likely to use. You hear party, party you're thinking, oh, party, someone's... Uh, Someone's having a lot of fun. They're going and uh, maybe it's a block party. Um, they just think you're saying it as a funny accent, party. No, it is an architecture term. And really what a party is, is taking an idea and showing the abstract of it. So you're not going and saying, oh, the, whenever you, when you start something out, it's not just a, oh, you're going and we, as... In architecture, you don't just start with a uh, with floor plans. That's not the way it works. Floor plans are something you see as one of the um, deliverables of an architecture project, but it's not actually a uh, it's not actually the first thing that happens. The first thing that generally happens, or the first um, sort of product for that particular uh, site ends up being a party to show what you, as the architect, really want to see. And realistically speaking, that's where, you ha that's where something like a party ends up being pretty useful. Because it is, the, it is the most basic way of showing an abstraction of what you want to have happen on that site. Right? There's no other way to really put it. So, um, my weekly party is really not as much of a, oh, it's, it's not a, I'm making a drawing every week. No. I have a list of things that really sort of describes my feelings, my thoughts for the week. And the abstraction of that is really a party. So this is a this is really a verbal party of me for the week. And I really like the idea of being able to combine two of my favorite things. I like architecture and I like technology, and I think both of them are important to my party. And occasionally food. Can't forget about the food part. Food is very, very delicious, very interesting. Um, not necessarily something I talk about all the time, but occasionally I can't help myself. I have to talk about the food because there are some, some special foods that need to be talked about. So, 
um, over the past few weeks, we've been working on something um, in uh, Germany called a thermal bath. And this is our latest project for architecture, trying to figure out um, how best to put a thermal bath onto a site. And think in thinking about it, um, we were introduced to something um, designed in the 1990s by Peter Zunthor that was an extension to a hotel to give it thermal bath facilities. And this is located in Switzerland and it was built onto a it was built as an addition onto a hotel. So uh, right away it's a it's a chance to add a big um, attraction to a hotel. If you add something to a hotel, if it's it needs to be important because if you just add something to a hotel and it doesn't bring any people in, it, it isn't something it isn't really a added perk. Many of us have gone to a hotel. We've had like list of 12 perks and we've used three of them. We've used the three of them that are most important to us. So when you add an amenity, you need to make sure that when you're adding it, it isn't, it can't detract from it. It can't be something that says, oh, you're charging me extra for this, but it isn't really worth it. It's supposed to be a if you do it right, an amenity will go and bring extra people in. It's going to be something that really gets other people happy. They want to stay there. If you And when you do it right, people will, that's, that gives you the feeling of, do I have to leave already? I'd really like to stay another day just because of this amenity. Or maybe I don't need to go out and uh, sightsee in Switzerland today because the thermal baths are so nice, which really I think is what it is. And I, having seen pictures and floor plans and parties and all of the, all of the uh, drawings for it, I'm looking at it. It's, I could I could go out to Switzerland just to look at that if I have the had the uh, funding vacation time and whatnot, could happily go to Switzerland just to visit the thermal baths. Now, part of that is the sort of architect in me saying, okay, I like this. I want to see this. Um, it looks amazing. But, the, but there's another part of me that says, this is just beautiful. This, I want... I want to go there for the relaxing feel that it has. It has a natural feel. It has a timeless feel. It, and part, part of that has to do with uh, Peter Zumter not really wanting to have clocks in there. I think that ended up being one of the sort of issues that was encountered later on because he wanted the facility to have a timeless feel, which, realistically speaking, it does. If you do it right... Um, we all know the saying, time flies when you're having fun. Um, and when, when you're waiting in line at the DMV, you can watch the seconds go by. You're counting the seconds. You're waiting for those seconds to go by. But in this particular case, 
it's not a matter of um, not a matter of oh how many how much time went by you're you if you when you do it right like that you don't care what time it is world could be ending around you and you're just relaxed so and I think that natural and timeless feel really helps it out um, some people do and don't like exploring caves. I've gone on some cave explorations before, sort of like the nice cool feel to them, although having to go and sandwich myself into a couple of areas wasn't necessarily the um, most entertaining. It was rather interesting, I think. But um, I think a engineered or an, a designed cave can also be very nice if you do it right with the right materials. And I think um, these, the thermovals here really go and demonstrate that. It's timeless, as I've said before, but it also has a very strong natural feel. You have, um, if I'm remembering correctly, local quartzite that was used layered in a pattern, but um, using a very specific pattern to look like it was naturally there. And looking at it, it doesn't look like someone went and actually layered all of the things up. It looks like someone hollowed the areas around it out. It looks like the walls were there, but we just took out, whoever was building it took out the central areas. So I think that's really a, a nice thing about it. But in addition to the fact that you have just a great choice of materials, a great location and for it, um, there's a specific piece um, for the circulation that was referred to as the meander in it. And when they were talking about it, it or when I was reading about it, the um, author who was writing about the particular meander had pointed out that it had a way of seamlessly connecting everything, which really speaks out to how well it was designed. Because you can, if you have a list of rooms that need to be in a place, you can have things that work, you can have things that don't work. Like for, our, for a house, you you'd expect to have a kitchen, a living room, a family room, dining room, uh, bedrooms, bathrooms, but, or mudroom, but there are obvious connections that do and don't get made. So oftentimes you'll see the kitchen is very close to the dining room. And that's, that may not be something that gets thought about right away, but when you're designing a building, you need to think about how does each item, each feature of a uh, facility interact with the others? How do they need to interact? So in most homes, the kitchen and the dining room are adjacent or sometimes even connected. So you have an, if you have an open sort of floor plan, you'll be able, you'll have the kitchen, the dining room, the living room connected. And that's for a reason. Having the kitchen and the dining room connected gives you the ability to have a 
have a spot where the you don't have to go and walk all the way across the house to bring food to the dining room. And think about it. If you're carrying a very, um, a very hot tray, you don't want to have to go and walk all from one end of a from one end of that house to the other end. You want to walk as minimal distance to make sure that when the thing gets or when things really getting hot, you can have it put down and have your hands off it. Because um, heaven knows if you get if it gets too hot while you're actually carrying it, there's a point where your body just says, um, I don't want to hold this anymore. And it, your brain will say you're causing harm and it will let go of it. You're holding on to something that's hurting me. I'm making you let go of it. And then instead of eating the casserole, you're cleaning the casserole up off the hallway. And sim similar to the dining room and the living room. The dining room and the dining room is where you eat. Once you've once you've finished eating, um, once a few or once one person's finished eating, what is they usually sit at the table for a little bit. I'm uh, assuming uh, three or four or six people here, right? So one person finishes, they might sit around, continue uh, conversing and whatnot. Now that they're finished, they can do the majority of the conversing, and Maybe after three people get finished, um, or three or four, or let's let's say two thirds of the people are finished eating. Then the two thirds who are finished might go over to, um, might go over to the living room, but and if the living room's connected, they don't have to go very far. And whoever's on dish duty can just take, or can uh, easily be able to bring dishes to the kitchen because it's right next to it. But that living room being there allows for um, allows for the people who are done eating to sit in a more relaxed environment, so they're not all sitting uh, sitting up straight at the table. Uh, some of them are going in, you know, sitting sitting down, relaxing. Um, I can say right now, almost every couch I've sat upon is more comfortable than a dining room chair. Almost every one of them. Unless it has a spring poke in me, I think it's more comfortable. But there is that detail of having everything conveniently located next to one another. You don't think about it until it's not there. So it was very... So going back to the thermos valves, it was very carefully designed. And to give it more of a natural feel... Along that way, there's no technology. Now, there's no, no visible technology that's staring you right in the face. So in a lot of scenarios, you'll see one piece of tech or another. Maybe you'll see a screen. when you If you go to your local gym, maybe you'll see a screen over there next, next to where the uh, entrance is to the sauna. Maybe you'll go and you'll see... Painted walls, bright, uh, brightly colored to try and get you energized. But in this particular case, it's it has a more relaxing feel to it to really give you that the focus on it's timeless. It's focused on 
giving you that timeless feature. I, I can't go on enough about how well everything's laid out, how you have the, the thermal baths and the lounges all carefully placed together. Everything works with one another and it's, it's basically taking you around when you first enter in, you have your, you have one spot, then you go through the changing and the showers to make sure you're not going to go and straight away contaminate the, uh, the thermal bath because it's uh, for most of the thermal baths they don't they use a special uh, a special uh, combination of things to really give you the relaxation so it's not just a gigantic thing of uh, chlorine and water like would be in your swimming pool it's much more relaxing I, I know I I personally do not enjoy the traditional pool smell and think um, using different features about that, they're able to get rid of it. I haven't been there, so I don't know how it smells, but I am sure it's able to do it. Um, it, it doesn't smell like a uh, pool at the YMCA because I right away that does that doesn't give you the relaxing feel. Doesn't make you feel like you could sit there all day and forget about all of your cares and worries. No, that's not what it that's not what the um pool smell does. And even though all of the areas in it are sort of sort of separated, you may have areas that are adjacent, but it's not an it's not an open, uh, whole open concept so that if you're sitting in the th main thermal bath, you can see over to the person sitting in the, um, cold bath or the person sitting in the hot bath. No, if you're in the thermal bath, it's, you're completely immersed in it. It's not very far to go over to the other, um, bathing areas, but you're not being forced to really look at it or to say, oh, maybe I can go over there. And no, you're you're in that area until you are done with that particular area. Until you feel very relaxed and you're ready for your next step. And despite the fact that it's newer than the hotel that it's attached to, it's designed both to look older and to look newer than the hotel. So the hotel is actually about 20 years older than the uh, Thermos Valles. And, but with the cave-like feel, you have the... Looking around it, you have the feeling that it's been sitting there. It's just been sitting, waiting... The hotel's built around it, not the other way around. And it I'm not saying it doesn't look modern, that it looks old, but I'm rather saying it looks modern in the sense that they're modern, but at the same time, like it's it belongs there and it's been sitting there. It feels just it feels natural, relaxing. 
lay with the uh, layering it just looks like it was carved out and so something about it really gives you that it really gives you the feeling of I could sit here all day I could really sit here all day and just enjoy it I mean I would not have an issue sitting in the uh, primary thermal bath there and just sitting back relaxing probably with my eyes closed for a good portion of the time but also I'd be able I could just stare at one particular spot and take it all in right I have a painted wall next to me I can stare at that for about 20 seconds before it really start before it really starts to get boring like, oh, I can look at it, but nothing special. And that the layered quartzite there just doesn't have that effect. You could study. I could sit there for days on end just looking at it and enjoying every little bit that it has to offer. Because that, doing that is just, it's so organic, so natural feeling. It, it really puts you at a loss for words. Because at that point, your brain doesn't your brain doesn't want to think. Oh, what are the words I could use to describe this? No, when you're there, your brain just uh, just goes and says, "I'm done for the moment. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do nothing, and I'm going to be happy about it." And I I know after some stressful days, I could really use something like the uh, like those thermal baths. I think it would be very nice. I know yesterday was uh, particularly stressful, but I didn't have a thermal bath to go to it afterward to go to afterwards to um, sort of let everything go. And it was, and by the time I finished everything I was working on, it was very late. But still, just not having to worry about it, or having a spot where I could go and I could forget everything an area where you don't really have to care you you don't have a care in the world all you have is you and the bath and relaxation that's all that ends up mattering in that spot and so for for me that was that that thermal bath really stood out that I, I know I need, there are times, especially with all of the, uh, with all of the COVID um, restrictions that are still in place, it's very hard to relax. But having a place like that would make life a lot, e it would make life a lot easier. You sit back, you don't think about what was on the news, you don't think about um, what you have to do tomorrow, you don't think about um, any of that, or the bills you have to pay. Or, um, or your uh, upcoming performance review. None, none of that. All you're sitting there doing is focusing on your, focusing on relaxation. So you're focusing on not focusing. Now, really hard to sort of change subjects after that. 
But the thermo, uh, thermos vials have not been the only thing on my mind. And despite the fact that I've dreamed about um, sitting in the sitting in the thermal baths, just relaxing, that's not the only thing I've been dreaming about. I'm dreaming right there also about um, the ability to have a decent graphics card. Every single time I have wanted to build a computer has coincided with a Bitcoin boom. Everyone decides that they have to mine at that particular time just because. And it's, I can get why people might like to do it. I could see myself possibly wanting to do it, but I also see a huge downside to it. And that the downside right now is that we are already in a chip shortage, or glo a global chip shortage that is now affecting car manufacturers. We're we're in in our, or we're in a point where that isn't really where it isn't really uh, easy to get your hands on the supplies you need to make a chip. And because of that and the um, mining boom, now you have a really you have a really strong graphics card shortage. I wasn't looking. I'm not looking to get the top of the line, top tier this out of the next thing i'm looking to get something that will handle a little bit more strongly all of the stuff i need to do uh being in architecture and technology i need to push um i end up needing to push computers to to their uh limits a lot of times so um between I'm trying to think here um but between the last year and this year, I've been I was fortunate to get together all of the different parts that were needed to build the computer, except for a graphics card. So right now, I'm using a rather old graphics card that works. It's able to do some things, but it's not. It does have its limitations, and I, it, it's. It's not exactly a desirable um, position to be in, but it gives me a little bit of time to um, save and whatnot and work towards getting that uh, graphics card. But right now, I am stuck. St I am still staring at a decent, at a much older one. And for re for reference's sake. Um, I'll, I'll say this: the um, playing as being um, interested in architecture. I one of the people who still has Minecraft installed on his computer. That graphics card is able to get is when when it's running well is able to get about sixty um, frames per second on it. If I am asking it to do a little bit more, it that may drop. I've seen depending on what I was doing in that in the game, I've seen it go down to thirty frames per second, which most people can't really stand. I, having been 
accustomed to doing it on a laptop for the last year, I was lucky if I saw 30 frames per second. Right now, I'm very blessed to be seeing 60 frames per second, but at the same time, it's still not where it could be. And there are a lot of other people who wait to take the leap to get a graphics card because you don't want to... If you know something nice and new is coming around the corner, you don't necessarily want to go... You don't want to go today and get what's the latest and greatest, then um, five days later you find out, oh, that's no longer the latest and greatest, this is the latest and greatest. And, oh, the thing that you got has just dropped down by about 50% in price. Nah. You, you don't... You do not want that. And... Uh, the recent launches of the um, NVIDIA uh, 3000 series graphics cards were rather strange. It was done in the middle of COVID, so a lot of people were on their computers and using them. But at the same time, a lot of people wanted the cards. You had lines, people staying out for a week to get their hands in the cards. Just to give you an idea of how um, wanted they were by a sort of community of gamers. So, with the, um, with the mining sector sort of picking back up, which will inevitably be another fad, so it'll you'll have a boom for a little while, and then once things start dropping, then people are going to start wanting to offload those cards and try and make as much money as they can. Because they said, oh, I'll purchase this card, get myself some Bitcoin, and um, have a good day. But that's not a, that doesn't end up, it doesn't work out 100% that way. It doesn't say that way forever. You don't, it's not an eternal uh, source of revenue. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I know where Bitcoin said it. I'm not saying what to do and what not to do. But the mining part of it, the trying to use get hands on graphics cards to make this and make all of the, get your hands on 20 of them to make your, uh, to drastically increase the amount of Bitcoin you can get. That's where I start saying, okay, start, start thinking about other people. We're in. We're in a point where everyone has reliance, heavy reliance on their technology. Everyone is in a spot of needing a certain technology. And if you want to encourage people to stay home and um, stay home, try and uh, not gather publicly, you have to give, you have to have good reasons to do that. So I know with a, uh, if you have something fun to do, I, I was on room quarantine for a good four weeks. If, you, if I have something fun to do, I might not worry about it. If I can sit down, have some fun, play, play a game or two, get work done, it's just a peachy day. But if I didn't have that capability, I probably would have lost my mind in week two. I would have run out of things that were fun to do. 
sure there's a lot of there's a lot of different things I can do, but eventually games start getting one game starts getting boring. You want to switch to another, or if you don't have something that can do games, then life really starts getting boring. And this is just right now. It's a time when people really when people should be thinking about how other people are doing. We're in a point where a lot of people are having mental health issues because of the the um, lockdowns and whatnot. And everyone need, it needs a way of, as I was saying before about the uh, thermal beds, everyone needs a way to relax. Everyone needs a spot to relax, and we can't all just hop on a plane and go to Switzerland. Right? We can't just go and say and find a thermal bath and do it because right now with all the restrictions in place, um, there you want to relax someplace. You have to, it has to be in your um, your personal um, area. So whatever's in your house, or your backyard, or your apartment, that's your area to relax without a mask. You can't just go um, down the street and sit and find a uh, spot to sit and relax. You'd have to, it, without having a mask on for um, following mandates and um, just making sure making sure that you're acting in a safe way towards everyone else. And it, without getting into that, without getting into all of the... Um, all the uh, COVID restrictions, the backlash, the um, the frustration that everyone's going through. Every everyone's just everyone is getting um, fuses are getting shorter. I, I can say that straight away. But you're, at, at this point, you do have to take in. We do have to take into account that some um, when compromises need to be made and when we need to put aside some things that we want for the sake of of more people being able to get what they want. And I'm not I'm not saying um oh everyone should go and uh, if um, people should only go and be getting a graphics card if you really want to use it for uh playing latest games. No. I'm saying if each while it's not an easy thing to get your hands on, don't buy, don't try and get your hands on 20 of them. All right? People are trying, there are people who are trying to get their hands on as many as possible, and that's just frustrating people who want, just want one. All right? For, for the Bitcoin Fed, don't um, worry about, uh, don't just try and get, don't try and get the latest, the greatest, um, just to be able to try and earn an extra buck or two. A lot of people ended up um, not making out as well the last time, and I'm sure that's going to happen again. People are going to try and cut their losses when the um, mining boom goes down. When that when the mining boom is all done, people are just going to you're going to have you're going to see on eBay and Craigslist. On Amazon, you're going to see a ton of used graphics cards. And you're going to see them there because 
people are trying to cut their losses. They've real they found out at that point, um they're the reason that they got the cards is no longer working out, so they want to get as much money as they can for the cards to be able to try and if they haven't, they want to try and break even. And if they have broken even, they just want to get a little bit of extra money. And NVIDIA's response with a dedicated mining card may seem like a nice idea on the surface. There are a lot of things that seem nice on the surface, and this is one of them. It, realistically speaking, it ends up being a single-use card. It's for a mining boom. It's for a fad. It's a graphics card taking up good silicon, good um, resources, rare earth metals, which are needed for computing. And it's limiting it to one particular use. Those, gra those um, mining cards don't have outputs on them. So if you're not mining, the thing essentially becomes... Um, it becomes a brick that you can hold after after the mining boom goes down. And right with the regular graphics cards, at least with when the fad goes down, you'll have a whole ton of used cards. And for some people, that may end up working out very well because you'll have a card that's not as expensive as it would have been brand new. You can get your hands on. You have real, you have a decent card. And you're not paying a whole bucket of money for it. Because it's it's designing something, a computer component, for not that much use. I with um even with with Apple releasing iPhones every single year. Yeah, and if you upgrade every year, does it make sense? Not necessarily. But if you set when you make the used phones available, then someone can get maybe a later can get a later generation without having to spend a newer generation without having to spend as much money. So maybe someone who's sitting on right now working with the iPhone six will be able to get a used iPhone eleven for a decent price. And there are people who would still be willing to pick up that used um, iPhone 6. But, in any way, once one person is done using that, if one per let's say someone upgrades every year, when they're done using that phone, they can pass it on. It doesn't become a, it's not just a brick unless um, it, something really bad happened to it. It has more life in it. But these... Um, mining cards, they won't. Maybe some people will be able to put it aside, but I, I doubt people are going to say, okay, next mining boom, I'll have this ready to go. Instead, what I think is going to happen is a lot of them are just going to get discarded. And probably not in the proper channels of trying to recycle as much um, of the rare earth materials that are in there as possible. Even so, that's a that's a tricky enough process on its own, and with a very 
with very um, important resources. Having something that's designed basically to be used once and then end up in a landfill, that I, I can't really stand behind that. Going back to the global ship shortage, yeah, chip shortage, you're going after a, they're supposedly using the other areas of the silicon that aren't as good for um, gaming graphics, but I don't think that's really going to do it. I don't think that's going to be as helpful as need be for her for this scenario. Right. Maybe using the fragments that theoretically couldn't have been used before, but it couldn't have been used elsewise. But that's not... But eventually, I'm sure, if demand increases, they'll be making it from otherwise perfectly good silicon. And the other move of limiting the 3060 to... or on the hash rate... They said, oh, it's unhackable. It's a driver update. It is a software limit. And it's only for that one card. Not for the other ones. It's just for that one card. And I don't think it's going to, it's going to do much because you make sure the driver doesn't update and you're golden. Second, it is software, so I'm sure someone will be able to figure out a way to work around it. A way to go and override that strain, or that restriction. And eventually, by doing so, they'll make it not really worthwhile. The whole limiting piece will, I think, all this is just a PR stunt. It's to get people to say, oh, look at what they're doing for the um, people who are for trying to get um, take care of gamers. No, not taking care of the gamers, not taking care of the people who want to do CAD and game. It's just focused on, um, it's just focused on trying to keep their shareholders happy. And last, I, last I've found out that um, power supplies are now starting to be in a bit of a shortage as well because of the increased mining demand. Unfortunately, graphics cards don't run on magical rainbows. I wish my computer could run on magical rainbows. Then when the power goes out, oh, I, I'd be absolutely fine. The computer would still be working. I could, I could just sit back and enjoy uh, watching my Yule log while I'm eating my milk and cookies. No, they run, they need um, power to work. So, as with the graphics cards starting to get eaten up, um, power supplies are starting to get hit. So, you have the fact that um, shipping costs in the age of COVID have increased. You have the mining boom. So, what you have are... Instead of having to pay, <clears throat> let's say, um, I can't remember the exact measures of it, but instead of having, let's say, instead of having to pay three dollars per uh, power supply to ship, 
they have to pay $10 per power supply. That means someone has to pay that extra cost because um, if profits are already tight, you don't want to have your profits really take a hit. So you have these things that are called, in, at least in the uh, marketing industry, shortage premiums. Uh, and forgive me, I think I don't think I'm using um, the right um, department. So it wouldn't be a marketing piece. But it, it's it always sounds nicer to call something a shortage premium than a price hike. In reality, you are, a shortage premium is that. They they are the same thing. I can I can see why both would be why you'd call them both, but it's all supply and demand. If um, supply is high, demand is low, obviously price goes down to try and increase the demand. But in this case, supply is lower than demand is, which means um, there's an extra opportunity to say, okay, who really wants it? We're having trouble getting all these resources together, so we have to. We're raising costs on the end user, and that that's been quite a common theme. Yeah, had people trying to rip you off for hand sanitizer, for masks, for toilet paper. Still don't understand the toilet paper. Yeah, it's it almost like everyone is thinking, okay, we'll make mum, we'll make uh, people mummies in the backyard. I could see stocking up on canned foods, but not. I'm I'm not I'm not going to go there. Oh, over the with the pandemic, there have been a lot of resources that have been strained, and I think it really, it really goes as an important piece of. Even though it is a pandemic, um, people get what you, get what you need. Don't get enough to last you for the next five years. Try do try and be cautious on what it is you're going for, because if everyone buys five times the amount they need, and um, the supply chain is only provide able to provide people one time the amount they need you're going to run into problems. And then all of a sudden, someone's run out of toilet paper and they don't know what to do. Someone does. If someone wants to play games, but they don't have a graphics card to do it. Or someone's power supply decides to go on, their, on the computer they need for their uh, job, the computer that's the backbone, and they have to pay a very high premium to be able to get a new power supply to get that um, computer back up and running. Everything is, every, there are a lot of shortages, shortages running. There are a lot of different things going on. But with all luck, hopefully the um, mining boom will pop sooner than, uh, rather than later so that everyone can get there, so that the there's a minimal number of these uh, dedicated mining cards made so not as many of them end up having to go to a landfill. 
and with all luck, things will be done soon enough so that we can go to Switzerland and enjoy some nice, and enjoy the uh, break from all of our computers and screens by going to a place that just feels natural, no technology, take a screen break for a day, and just sit back, relax. I think the my main goal of the week, or my main, uh, my primary party for this week is just to relax. Let go of all of the things that are going on. Just relax. Count your blessings. Enjoy life. And take care. Thank you.